بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh At this very moment There are likely different types of diseases That are present in our bodies right now As I speak There may be diseases lurking in my body Which I do not know about There may be others that I am aware of And I am either actively trying to cure them By taking the means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us For seeking cures such as taking medication Or I may be proactively trying to protect myself From various diseases By following the advice of my doctor And you know, working out and Taking vitamins Taking probiotics So on and so forth Different means that we use To protect ourselves Similarly my brothers and sisters We have other diseases Which are not physical in nature Which are not physical diseases. These are diseases that a doctor, a medical doctor, is not able to diagnose because they are not diseases that are that can be physically observed in our bodies. And these are the spiritual diseases and the diseases of our soul and our heart. So just as there are physical diseases that we feel and they cause us pain and they have physical effects on our body, there are also spiritual diseases, diseases of the heart, which also have an effect and which also are present with us. And one of these diseases is the disease of greed. The disease of greed. The selfish and excessive desire. What kind of desire? The selfish and excessive desire for more of something. Such as wealth. For more wealth. Then is actually needed. But it's not something which has to be limited just to money or to wealth. Also includes possessions. Material possessions. And the Prophet ﷺ has told us, has give us, given us an indication regarding the extent of the uh, extent of the affliction with regards to this disease. The Prophet ﷺ said, the meaning of which is that if a son of Adam were to own, so he's talking about us. He's talking about son of Adam He's not just talking about The direct You know The first descendants of Adam Alayhi salam His sons He's talking about all of us 
لو أن لابن آدم واديا من ذهب what would happen if a son of Adam were to own a valley full of gold imagine a valley a nice valley it's filled with gold Prophet ﷺ tells us what would happen أحب أن يكون له واديان he would desire to have two right if the son of Adam the human being had a valley full of gold he would desire to have two valleys full of gold nothing can fill his mouth except the earth of the grave right meaning the human desire to have more and more and more and more is something which is widespread and that desire the the, the the real way that the desire can be dealt with is when essentially when we are not here anymore then we realize that oh okay that greed that we had and that desire we had for more and more and more it was of no benefit and that is when it is truly satisfied when it is truly filled up and that the desire does not exist anymore now there is no question there is no question that wealth is a necessity right wealth is a necessity and we also need certain items for our survival there's no disputing that and the prophet ﷺ didn't teach us or encourage us to be dependent upon others or not to use our 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 uh, our senses and our limbs for seeking the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's not what islam has taught us so yes Go and search the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So yes, we should do that and we must do that. That we use whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to acquire the means, the wealth, whatever we need for our survival. So we must work and we must make an effort to earn a halal income. To earn a permissible halal income. And to buy the things that we need to buy to live productive lives. But the challenge is to not get attached to it. To do all of that, to go to work, to spend time in, in our businesses, and to earn, and to even save money, and to spend on the things that we need, but to do all of that without getting attached to it and without desiring more and more of it. So that is the balance that we are looking to achieve. Now we must also remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more to some than others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provides. And to some He gives more than others. Wallahu faddala ba'dakum a'la ba'din firrisq. That Allah has favored some of you over others in terms of provisions. Right? So this is something natural from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing to get worried about. Nothing to get cons- overly concerned about that why does so-and-so have this and that and I don't? How much so-and-so, such and such person, whether it's my relative or my friends or my neighbors, you know, have these types of homes or these types of cars or that type of furniture and I don't? That's okay. It's nothing to get concerned and worried about because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more to some and less to others. So if someone has been blessed, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed them. The Prophet has also taught that yes, you should use those blessings. Right? If someone has been blessed, it's not right to deny the blessings and favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not to use them in the right way. So yes, they should be used. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But the question here is of attachment. And sometimes, sometimes we start to believe that by desiring more and by running after more and more, we will become more successful. Right? Sometimes we start believing this. That if I desire more, and if I start working harder, and I start running around more, right, doing various things so I can get more and more, then I will be more successful. Right? We start thinking that way. But my brothers and sisters, we must remember that when it comes to greed, greed will not lead us to success. It can't. Greed is something that cannot lead us to success. Now this is not the message that we commonly hear in society. Right? Because everything is upside down. Right? In terms of what we are supposedly taught to think. And how various people want us to behave in terms of our, you know, our buying patterns, our spending patterns, and what we do with our wealth. But the Prophet ﷺ has told us that two hungry wolves, two hungry wolves, imagine that, okay? not one wolf, but two wolves and two wolves which are hungry. Okay? Loose among sheep. Okay? Loose among sheep. The boy he called wolf, right? Okay, so you think of wolves who are loose amongst a flock of sheep. Prophet ﷺ said they do not cause as much damage as that is caused to a man's deen, to a person's deen by his greed for money and for reputation. Two hungry wolves. Right? Not wolves who have already eaten, but they're hungry. And they're running, running free and attacking a flock of sheep. You can imagine what kind of damage they're going to cause. What kind of harm they're going to inflict upon sheep and the, 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 the flock. Prophet ﷺ tells us that our greed for wealth, for money, and for reputations is not just about money, but it's about our reputation as well. About being famous, about being known about being liked by people, right? That is more harmful to our deen, to our iman, than the wolves that are attacking, the two hungry wolves that would attack a flock of sheep. Prophet ﷺ also told us that three things destroy. This is very important for us to remember. You know, pearls of wisdom, right? To remember and to act upon. Three things destroy. Greediness that is obeyed. Greediness, so the feeling of greediness, that is obeyed, so that is acted upon. Desires that are followed. Right? So we get inclinations, we get thoughts, we get desires, following upon those desires. And thirdly, a person becoming self-conceited, becoming arrogantly proud with himself or with herself. Right? Three, these three things the Prophet ﷺ tells us, destroy. Once again, greediness that is obeyed, desires that are followed, and a person becoming self-conceited with himself. So from this, my brothers and sisters, we learn 
that the Prophet ﷺ is telling us that greediness and following our desires, right? So making sacrifices for what we like, what we want, what our heart is telling us, is not an ingredient for success. Unless of course it's something positive and something good that is telling us that will bring us closer to Allah ﷻ, right? If you have nafs mutma'inna, right? And it's a good nafs, it is a pure nafs, and it actually desires that which is pleasing to Allah ﷻ, then that's a different matter. But generally, greediness and following our desires are not ingredients for success. And rather they're ingredients of failure and of destruction. Now you'll see what happens is, and this applies equally to me, whatever I'm saying is not that I'm immune from this. Right? I'm, I'm the one who needs it the most right, to hear this. But what happens is we're living in a bubble. Okay, We're living in a bubble. So one is the bubble within the dunya. One is the bubble within the dunya because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us considerably more than many other people in this world. Right? And for that, of course, we should always be grateful. Regardless of the situation, you must always say Alhamdulillah and always be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not just with lip service, but with our hearts. Okay, so this is one bubble that we're living in, in this dunya. But there's another bubble that all human beings are living in. And that is because we don't remember what we were before we were born. Now we know that we existed. We know that our souls existed before we were born. Actually, we don't even remember what happened after, immediately after we were born. Or what birth was like in and of itself. We don't know. We don't remember. We may have some pictures and so on that other people took of us when we were babies, but we don't remember what it was like when we were newborns. Okay? So, but, but the main point I'm making is that we don't remember what was happening before that. Even before that, we don't remember what happened. Okay? What happened to our soul and what conversation we had with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is also mentioned in the Quran. Right? That we all went through. But we don't remember it. Okay? So that's one factor. Now the second factor is that we are not also realizing what is to come after our death. We are not realizing what is to come after death because we're not able to see it. Right? All we are able to see is that, for example, when we go for a janazah and we go to the cemetery, we know that you know, the body is put into the grave. And that is what we can see. And then after that, we walk away. And after some time, we forget. Let's be honest. Right? We carry on with our lives. And we, we don't remember right, as much. Which is perhaps why the Prophet ﷺ has instructed us, encourages us to visit the graveyards. It's not something which is scary. Right? The Prophet ﷺ used to even go at night to the graveyard. Right? So it's not something that is, that is scary for the believer. Right? The Prophet ﷺ said, Go visit the graves. Why? It will remind you of your death. So it's something a believer should be, not to be fatalistic all the time to think, okay, you know, that's it, and always be depressed or be sad, but to remember that this is what's coming afterwards, right? And to keep that in our minds. So we don't realize what is to come after we die. So what happens is, at different times of our lives, during our lives, we can easily lose sight of what is important. Right? We lose sight of what actually matters. And we start spending way too much time and effort in going after more and more and more. Even though we may have enough to survive decently, to survive without any problems, or very few problems, because of course there will be some problems in this dunya. You can't have utopia, you can't have jannah on this earth. Right? So we will have some problems, regardless of how much we try, but 
what can happen is that Alhamdulillah Allah may give us enough to live a comfortable, decent life but we lose sight of what is important and we start spending way too much time going after more and more and more and more. So what happens is we lose the balance. What happens? We lose the balance. So as a result, our investments take over our mind. What takes over our mind? Our investments take over our mind. Our work takes over our life. Our business takes over our soul. And our desire for newer and shinier material possessions captivates our heart. It captivates our heart. It looks so nice. It looks so nice, you know, when you see shiny new gadgets. You see shiny new house. A shiny new car. And you just look at it and you feel, ah, you know, how I wish. Right? It feels so good looking at it. Right? And it starts taking, uh, captivating our heart. And then, all we keep thinking about is how to get more and more and more and more. And eventually, what can happen is that we can find ourselves in a situation where we are living, you know, a comfortable, peaceful life, alhamdulillah. Again, a lot better than the vast majority of the world. And we have savings, but we are reluctant to spend. We are reluctant to give. So whether it's for charity or for gifts, we are slow to respond. Every time we give to others, or sometimes even when we're buying something for ourselves, it hurts. It hurts. It creates concern. It makes us worried. Sometimes it even makes us feel sad. That, oh my goodness, I'm writing this check. Oh, my bank balance has dropped. And you start getting worried. You start feeling sad. That what is going to happen to me if my bank balance goes a bit lower? Even though we may have plenty, we may have plenty saved up, but when it starts going out, we start feeling something in our hearts. And the attachment becomes sometimes so deep that some people even start acting unethically and cheating and lying just to get more. Just to get more and more. Right? The people who do fraud and who, you know, who are running scams, they're not necessarily poor people. They're not necessarily people who don't have anything. Right? Think about that. Okay? These Ponzi schemes and, you know, this investment fraud and all these different things we hear about. It's not someone who's homeless who's running that. Right? So think about that for a bit. So brothers and sisters, these are all signs of greed. Now again, don't get me wrong. Right? So it doesn't mean that we should be lazy. We should absolutely not be lazy. Or that we should not work hard. Of course we should work hard. But just don't do it out of love for wealth. Don't do it out of love for power. Don't do it out of love for fame. With the drive to get more and more and more and more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, اِعْلَمُوا Know well what? إِنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبٌ وَلَهْبٌ وَزِينَةٌ that the worldly life is all but a play and amusement and a show of beauty. Right? Show of beauty, exchange of boastful claims between you. You know, we're thinking about this, we say, well, who does that? No, we know a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. This is not, I'm not talking about something which is foreign. 
This is something unfortunately which is rampant, rampant in Muslim communities and others as well. But we're talking about our community, right? This is something which is rampant even here, even in Canada, right? Perhaps even in Canada and major communities, Muslim communities here, right? This is an issue, boastful claims between each other. People literally getting concerned that such and such person has bought such a big house, why should I not get it? What's going to happen to me? What am I going to look like? What are people going to think when they come to my house? They have that type of furniture. Now what are people going to say when we have a party at our house? Well, this is real, I'm not making this up. This actually happens. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that this is all competition. This is the life of this dunya is just play and amusement. It's like a game. It's like you're playing Monopoly. Right? The board game. Right? That's what it's like. Right? And in the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us all this is like a rain. What is it like? Like a rain, the growth of which attracts the farmers. And then it withers. And then you see it turning yellow. And then it becomes straw. The worldly life is nothing but a material of delusion. This is just a mirage. Right? This is just delusion that we think is real and we feel like it is real, but in reality it's not going to be worth anything. It is not going to be worth anything. I'm amazed. You know, Alhamdulillah, we, we live in an area where there's lots of development and new houses being built. <laughs> it just shocks me when I see a house actually being built and when you look at what is it built of. What is it built of? Right? You look at it without all the embellishments, right? Without all the paint and the, the drywall and everything, all the nice fixtures and without all of that, right? Underneath it you see the reality of it. Right? And it's it's it's, it's you know it's amazing that it, it takes we are so attracted, right? We are so attracted to things that even we can see, we can see how they're built and we can see what is inside them. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set up a number of constraints. A number of constraints that sometimes we may think, oh, you know, it makes life difficult for us. But, in fact, these can act as roadblocks to control or to slow down this urge. To control and to slow down this urge. So even if you feel like being greedy, even if your hurt, your desires, tells you to be so, if you take these controls seriously, it makes it actually quite difficult to act upon those feelings of greed. Okay, so number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed us that we must earn from halal sources. Okay, so it takes out a number of options. You know, lottery tickets, casinos. I had a teacher who's was passed away. He was a Muslim, but he was a great teacher, inshallah. And he used to say, I don't believe in lottery tickets. I'd rather just buy a candy bar and enjoy it. You know, instead of spending money on lottery tickets. So he, he didn't believe in that. So he would just eat chocolate instead and say that was his enjoyment, right? So there's different options, right, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has restricted for us. Lottery, casinos, selling things which are haram or dealing with haram, right? So that cuts out some avenues. Then we have the prohibition of riba, of usury, or interest, right? Once again, takes out a number of investment avenues. And then, of course, we have the prohibition against cheating, and theft and misappropriation and corruption that also cuts out some and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has encouraged us to be careful with our debts to be careful when dealing with debts with with debts and the dua that he would make right for protection from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against the 
right, the burden of debts because this can lead a person to great difficulty and to great desperation as well. And it's again I'm amazed when every few weeks, maybe every week, I get a letter in the mail. Zero percent APR. Transfer your balance now. Okay? Right? These are all traps. These are all traps to draw us in, to suck us into the system so that we get caught in that cycle. Okay, and even with 0%, if you read the fine print, there's a 2% service charge. Sometimes a 3% service charge. Maybe 1% if they're really you know, feeling generous. Okay? So, this is once again, a believer should be thinking that yes, debt's permissible by all means, if it's done in the right way, but something to be careful about. Not something which is taken lightly that a person willingly just easily walks right into it without any real need. And of course, the obligation, the excellence and virtues of zakat and sadaqah, right? Which requires, if you truly want to gain its benefits, it requires true, it requires true yaqeen, right? Firm belief. Because we are told that if you give, it's not going to diminish your wealth. Give, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give for good causes, it's not going to diminish your wealth. It's actually going to go up. It's actually going to cause barakah and growth in your wealth. But you don't see it right away. Right? What you see is the opposite. You actually see, once again, your bank balance going lower. Right? So if, if you truly want to gain these benefits, you have to believe in it first. You've got to believe in it and you've got to believe in it with certainty. Then inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you that barakah, will give you that increase that has been promised. So I'm out with a couple of hadith that can inshallah help us gain some perspective. Prophet said that richness is not in the quantity of possessions that one has. Richness is not in the quantity of possessions. But rather true richness is nafs, the richness of oneself or contentment of one's own heart. Right? So if we think that we can accumulate a lot of things and, feel, and become rich, it's not going to happen. Because the feeling of satisfaction is not something that can be bought. It cannot be achieved just by buying things. Right? And if a person doesn't have that contentment in their heart, they can spend everything in the world and they still won't feel rich and will not feel satisfied. Right? So that's number one. Secondly, the Prophet ﷺ also stated, the meaning of which is that that which is little yet sufficient is better than that which is much but distracts. That which is little. ma qalla wa kafa, that which is little yet is sufficient. Khayru mimma kathura wa alha is better than that which is much but distracts. So my brothers and sisters, let us try to be satisfied with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So action items. Number one, examine how much time you spend on acquiring wealth, acquiring worldly goods. Number one. Okay, how much time is spent doing that? Number two, how much is necessary out of that? How much is actually needed? How much is for other reasons? Like for example, to feel good or to feel excitement or for self-pride or to look good, so on and so forth. Okay? Number three, what better things could you do otherwise with that time? What better things could you do for your health, for your family, to seek the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for your real life which is the life of the hereafter? Number four, actively resist the urge for more and more and more without any need. Especially I'm saying this now because we know it's shopping season, it's Black Friday today. We're wearing black as well. Just kidding. 
It's Black Friday. Okay? So we know what is happening. Okay? Not saying it's haram to go for Black Friday. Yes? I had to go yesterday to Best Buy to buy something as well. Okay? So you go if you need. Okay? You go if you need, but if there's no need, then think. Or before you go, you think, what am I actually going for? Do I actually need it? Do I not? What are the pros? What are the cons? Think about it first before. Because once you go, subhanAllah, it's so nice. You know, people are taking TVs like it's bread or something. You know, just like shipping it out one after one after the other. And it's like, man, like you're missing on something if you don't buy one. You know, so be careful before you go. And finally, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be purified of greed and the desire of this dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all types of greed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the reckless love for wealth. May Allah azza wa jal grant us halal income that is beneficial for us. And may He protect us from all that which is harmful. Even if you may like it, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us satisfaction with His blessings. Ameen wa khudawa alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Inshallah, tomorrow we will be having a, a strive for boys. Inshallah, the topic is, so this is a youth program.